Glory to God. Well, I'm enthused. I'm excited. Amen. I want to believe I have excited people in church here today. Amen. Glory to God. It will be a time of, amen, long teaching. And um, during it, we'll even do some stretch, amen, do Monday to what? To Sunday. Say amen. amen. Glory to God. So you have one dollar this year, he's going to talk, amen. <laughs> so, um, we'll, follow, we'll follow after him, amen. Glory to God. A gift and callings. Amen. Glory to God. And I'm going to speak freely. Amen. Um, when, we, when we did English language communication skills. <laughs> 1986. Yeah. Amen. We have been here for a while. Amen. It is on Christmas chicken. <laughs> I had a very funny story this afternoon. Every time I think about it, I start laughing. Somebody had prepared the Christmas chicken <laughs> that is going to use this Christmas I just passed. And uh, one of his stubborn dogs that have always been on chain, he let the dog loose. <laughs> and the dog ate the Christmas chicken. <laughs> So I had like they sold the dogs to these evil people that eat dogs. <laughs> I got up, you two you are going. <laughs> I can't eat it for Christmas. Somebody's going to eat it. But every time, I don't know anytime I think I heard about this after. Every time I think about it, I start laughing. Have you, you have planned for your Christmas chicken? Plan. Woke up one morning. So a few days of Christmas. <laughs> the chicken is in the, in the belly of a dog. So, well, we fit it up chicken. Actually, we are not in the bellies of dogs. Amen. And, um, yeah. And we still plan to be around a while. Say amen. amen. Glory to God. I keep telling you, I continue to say to you, amen. Except rapture happen, I will be a hundred years old before I leave this earth. Well, say, so why do you need to stay that, that long? Don't worry. I'm staying that. That's why I'm not in a hurry in life. Amen. Glory to God. I still have time. Glory to God. Amen. So we're going to just burn it gently, right? Gift and calling. Like I was saying, go speak freely. English language communication skills. There's this part they taught us. It's that there. Um, free writing. It that will come in, come up when we are doing our project. Just, just sit down, pick your pen, and just start writing on anything that comes into your mind. Amen. About the topic. That has been given to you. So you start writing, you know. And um, well, I never did that in my own project. Because my project, no need to go into that story. It was supernatural. And I was saying it's all testimony. I said, ah, we have testimony. When you enter ABU, right? If you enter ABU, to come out, you must have a testimony. Can I have a witness? See, those of that enter, you know. So I'm going to just speak freely. For a while, I have some notes. I have my notes, amen. Go speak for for a while and see how God will lead us. We start with the book of Second uh, Corinthians 4, verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have 
this ministry as we have received mercy. We thank not. Seeing that we have this ministry as we have received mercy. Amen. I, I really want to say something, right, as we, we start, right? My first PowerPoint. Gifts and callings. Gifts, plural, calling ones. Gifts and callings are by the mercy of God. Let me tell you, don't let anyone deceive you with vain words. Glory to God. It's the mercy of God. It's the grace of God. It's the mercy of God. It's the grace of God. Um, Psalm 44. From verse 1. We have heard with our ears, O God. Our Father have told us what works that didest in their days. In the time of old. How that didest drive out <laughs> the heathens. Forgive me, but it's like King James. With thy hands and plantest them. You drivest the heathens and you plantest us, amen. How that did afflict the people and cast them out. For they got not their, their they got not for they got not the land in possession by their own sword. Neither did their arm save them by thy right hand, thy arm, and the light of thy countenance, because thou hadest a favor. Unto them. You see, it was, it was, let me put it this way. It was the Israelite calling, those that left the promised land. It was their calling, right? God called them into the land. It was their calling to possess the land. Amen. I need to get that. It was a calling for them to possess the land. And here, the psalmist brought out the truth that their possessing of the land, which is a calling, right? Their possessing of the land was not by their sword. It was not by their strength. Amen. But it was what? By the light of his countenance. Glory to God. Because he had a favor. He showed them favor. Amen. Amen. The fulfillment of a call. Amen. Glory to God. Is by the favor of God. Amen. I'm starting with this when I'm speaking freely. That's what is in my heart to start with. And also, I want us to know because if you actually think from the beginning that it's going to be by your own effort and by your own performances and by your own hard work, blah, 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 amen, you're going to be frustrated. 
Glory to God. Now, it does not entail in any way that you should not be diligent in the works of your hands. Amen. It does not entail in any way you should not be diligent. He said, the hand of the diligent make it rich. Glory to God. But in the center of your heart, you must know that it is a favor of God. Like any time I read this place, I always say that if you still read the story of the children of Israel, you will see that they still fought with a sword. Amen. The land that they fought with a sword to take. Even when the walls of Jericho fell down, they still have to go in, right, with a sword. And harvest people said, Amen. Glory to God. And yet, the psalmist said that it was not the sword. Glory to God. It was the favor of God. It was the grace of God. Let's go to Romans 6, verse 12. That call it well. I think it's Romans 12, verse 6. <laughs> Romans 12, verse 6. Amen. Amen. Gifts and calling. We are building. Amen. Having then gifts different according to the grace that is given to us. Glory to God. The Lord said that out of the mouth of two or three, everything, everyone is established. Amen. And I'm showing the third scripture. Two in the new, one in the old. Having then gift different according to the grace that is given to us. Let that prophecy, let that prophesy according to the proportion of faith. What I want to pinpoint there is the grace, sorry, the gifts are by grace. The gifts are by grace. See any project excelling. See grace. At work. Let no man deceive you otherwise. See any ministry, church, amen, project, even things that God has given us to do that may not be directly ministry based. Business. Because you still get the money and put into ministry. So, but business. Building. Amen. Amen. Building your house. Amen. Amen. Building a city. Amen. Glory to God. That is grace at work. It's, if, it's not, if it's not grace, it won't stand. What are the demonic one? The demon give their own, in quote, grace. We, we, we forget, oh, and you see this happening in the body of Christ a lot. We forget so quickly that life is spiritual. Yes, and what you see happening, amen, takes their bearing 
they are roots from the realm of the spirit. So even if physically you did this for it to happen, its origin is from the realm of the spirit. Grace. Glory to God. Having then gifts different. So the gifts are different. The gifts are different in accordance to the grace that we have received. And every of these places keep talking about us receiving grace or God giving grace or God giving mercy, us receiving mercy. Ministry is by mercy. Ministry is by mercy. Glory to God. And when that grace comes upon you, glory to God, and you you yield to the grace. We're going to talk about that later. You are committed and yield to the grace. You see the results. Glory to God. And listen, listen, listen. There is this way that God had made us. And that is the wisdom of God. God has made all of us unique. Because of the grace that he has given to us. We all have our uniqueness. Whether we are 15 billion Christians having ministry on earth, we all have our uniqueness. Say amen. amen. We are all not designed to be the same. 1 Corinthians 12. Yo, wait for the verse. Wait for the verse. I know, I know, I know you are in choose. I'm in choose also. Amen. And you see, I'm, I'm taking my time to Try and put scriptures any place, every, most of those places, because um, um, it's not it's not supposed to be. But these are not um, territories that you see people really talk about nowadays. And people just come up and just have their own formula for things and just say things anyhow. We don't mess around with holy things, amen. No, we don't. It's not the way you it's not the way you want it done, it's the way God designed it to be done. Glory to God. There's no way. I mean, it's God forbid. I mean, I can't even think about it. How can I in any way ascribe anything that happened in ministry to my effort alone? Can't be. With your effort, you can't even heal a cockroach. Is the grace of God purely, purely? And if we don't accept that and believe that from the start, Amen. You are headed for a very big problem. Because before you know it, right down the road, you are trying to get things to work, and you are going to start opening your opening doors to demonic operations in your life. Because you are trying to get things to work. Because it have to, it just have to be you. But it ain't you, amen. It's the grace of God. Amen. And listen, don't let anybody bamboozle you or snooker you with um, eloquency. Amen. amen. Eloquency is not ministry. 
Maybe you see somebody speaking, very eloquent. Say, man, this guy, I'm sure he's a preacher. No, he, you are surprised he's not a preacher. He's just eloquent. Or just because somebody has a good voice, he must be a singer. No. No. 1 Corinthians 12, verse, from verse 3. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking. You see, that is that understanding. We need to understand. Amen. Tell anybody you need to understand. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a cost. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. God does not want you ignorant of spirituals. And, and I say that uh, since one of our mission in Samaria ministry is to raise up Christians unto what? Sorry, to raise up ministers that are involved in entire harvest. If people are ignorant, we shouldn't. I'll discuss some of this thing with Moses. With Moses. I said, look, Moses, I said, we, we have a commission. If, if any other church is ignorant about it, at least not in Savannah, because our commission is to raise up ministers and are partakers of the end time harvest. So people should know their left and right in the area of gifts and callings. People should know spirituals. You know, 12 one says sometimes spiritual gift. I think he put it there. But it's the word spiritual. People should know about manifestation of the spirit of God. Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. The sign of spirit. Amen. The gift of faith. The workings of miracles. Diverse kind of tongues. Interpretation of tongues. People should, we should know it. We should know how it operates. Amen. We should know when is it and when it's not. I like to and say that uh, I may not know everything about when it is, but I sure know when it's not. We should know, because I spiritual, an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher. We should know. It doesn't work on ignorance. We should know about the ministry of help. Amen. And the exhorter. Amen. A giver. Everybody is supposed to give. There are some people that are anointed givers. Just like everybody is supposed to preach. And there are some people are what? Anointed evangelists. They are exhorters. Glory to God. And he said clearly, he does not work not ignorance about them. So we shouldn't. Which you, which, which, which you crave, amen, for, for such knowledge. Crave for it accurately. One of our brothers is on campus then, then we tell him, man of God now in the battle, write on his Bible, all his notebooks, say, I crave accuracy. I like that. I mean, 
strive to be excellent. Amen. To be excellent. Know what it is and know when it's not. Amen. Not every smoke is the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Let me say that again. Not every smoke is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And there's the Holy there's Holy Ghost in some smoke. Yeah. Glory to God. Not every prophecy, even if it comes to pass, is of God. Amen. But prophetic utterances from God come to pass. Jesus says that uh, very, something very, 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 very uh, staggering and what considering. He said, Many will say in that name, Lord, did I prophesy in your name? Lord, didn't I walk miracles in your name? And you say, depart from me, you workers of iniquities. So, not every prophesying in his name is of him. Be looking you know. Amen. And not every walking of miracles in his name is from him. I know result speaks. Amen. And our prophecy should appear unto all. Amen. Amen. But don't look at it just from the result base. You must look at it from the scriptural perspective. And the moving of the spirit of God inside you. When that spirit is in us, bearing witness within us that we are sons of God. I'll say that again. It must be in agreement with the scriptures and the witness of the spirit within us. Kenneth again spoke about a guy that came to town and was doing a lot of miracles and he was just jam packing the hall. So, um, a pastor said that uh, even he went there and he was carried away by the miracles that was happening in this man's uh, meeting. But there's a young convert that entered that place and never came back. When the, the pastor asked, I said, when I entered that place, something in my heart did not agree with me. And that he again said that uh, the young covenant was more sensitive even than his own pastor. Because of the spectacular nature of it, you could be carried away. Don't let the spectacular take you away. Amen. Amen. If I come floating into the air as I begin to speak to you, that is spectacular. But what I, what I say is not of God's word. Don't take it. Don't take it. You know, there, there, and that guy that, uh, they were kind of co-plan, and that guy that, uh, they were having a revival, they came to a place, I know in those days they can have a revival for six weeks, you know, going to months, 
But they just stay with it until it's established. And personally, I'm craving for such time. Amen. Because we are in a very, very fast age. Amen. And we are dealing with the fast generation. Amen. We are in, the, in an age that you can just call your, your wife in the U.S. and you'll be seeing her life. Amen. No, on your phone. Amen. We are in a generation that you can just transfer millions. Amen. To somebody's account. And there and then, it can it hit your account. Amen. So what do you think with this app? I say, oh, I don't have so amount of money to your account. I say, thank you. All the way in the U.S., right? And, and I opened it. I had some good zeros, amen. <laughs> if I may add, amen. And I opened it. The moment I saw it in my account, in my, in my U.S. account, I knew that I can immediately carry my card there and use. Everything is fast. I mean, I, I think I was trying one time and I, I forgot to transfer, put money in my card. And I don't realize, I just, I said, I just call up there. I don't know I put money in your account. Go and buy dollars. Put that dollars in my domicile account. Now, I'm on my way to the hotel. I came there, right? I get the card in. The man said, the card, the card is denied. I just smiled. I just opened my phone. I have put the money in the in the in the in the this, but it's not in the card. So I just smile. I say, "You do it again." Why she was doing it? I transfer it. I just transfer the money from the see, into the into the card. He said, "Sorry, sir." I said, "You don't need to apologize." <laughs> I didn't tell tell her it was my fault. I cannot tell her my fault. It was her fault. <laughs> But you know, you know, we are in that, everything is so fast. I mean, it's that fast. I remember, I'm still young. But I remember one time I was in Ghana. This Ghana, they can trust tonight for me to reach. And we have to go with cash. And the calculation we did then, when we went there, I just got the cash was not enough. And my wife, then Amos was around, Amos was working in the bank. My wife, Amos, they tried everything. There's no way they can send money to me in Ghana except somebody come in person. Does that, does that, the, the difference that just changed. And I just told that, I just said, well, the God that provides money in Nigeria will provide money here in Ghana. Say amen. amen. I was with um, Apostle Cashman. Amen. And God did the God came through for us. So that's so incident. Every pastor I met, I gave him a hundred dollars. Right? I needed money to come. Amen. In thousands of dollars to clear our accommodation bill. But God answered, Amen. So we are in the age that everything is fast. So it, they try to bring the same. We are trying to push that same thing. Okay, it must be the same thing in the realm of the spirit. There are principle and order. Amen. In the realm of the spirit. That cannot be violated. Amen. Somebody didn't hear me. Because I didn't hear your amen. amen. There are principles and order. In the realm of the spirit. That cannot be violated. 
Say, believing amen. amen. Even in the midst of maybe a prophetic uh, uh, manifestation, people are falling, people are shouting, and somebody is running, and a bear is climbing chair, and somebody is lying under the chair there, and there's other. That's what First Corinthians 14 says. Everything must be done decently and in order. There's decency in it. There's order in it. But they are not physical things. They are spiritual things. Ranks are not broken. That's the one that many people try to do. Amen. Today. And this generation, this fast generation, need to learn that you cannot break ranks. No, you can't. That is, that is violating spiritual order. No matter how disorder the devil is, amen, the order of the realm of the spirit is maintained. So in his disorderliness, he cannot say, no, I'm not going to agree today. What? I'm not going to agree what? So when you got born again yesterday, can you say in the name of Jesus Christ, get. And he has no choice but to do what? Get. Order. Order. And you see, he was calling, he was calling order into place. When he said that, uh, he came to Jesus and said, bow down and worship me. Right? And I'll give you all the glory of this kingdom. For it has been delivered unto me. And whosoever I will give. He wasn't lying. It was delivered unto him. How? To Adam. When Adam fell. And so that Kedahagian said he committed high treason. It was delivered unto him. He knew that is what Jesus Christ came. To go to crush his head. So let us let us make this very simple. Just worship me, amen. I'll give it to you, and forever, I'll be the boss. In my, in my own in my own comical meditation, Jesus told the devil, "Say, ah, not be in the hurry now. Don't be in the hurry. We'll meet." Me, don't be in the hurry. The time I beat you, you are not going to be delivering it, but I'm going to seize it from you. And that's what he did. And you know what? The devil said it was delivered unto him. He knew about it, he was conscious of it. Now it has been seized from him. And guess what? It has been delivered unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ. So in the same way, you should be conscious of it. Order. Don't break ranks. I keep saying that. One of the promises that came, I think 2015 or something like that. Say we do not break our ranks. Amen. Because our eyes are on the lamb's name. Keep coming, man. We don't break ranks. Don't break ranks. Don't break ranks. You know, um, 
one thing that uh, led me into say I'm going to do time, take time to teach this, was I, I began to notice something. And when I started noticing it, I scored the voice of Kenneth E. Hagen, right, coming into my mind. Amen. And I believe it was God saying the same thing to me. I said, discovering, I said, discovering something that a lot of ministers, right, and people in places, amen, spiritually, leadership, were just dying. And, and, and I was after camping, and I kept hearing news of people dying. Both some people, maybe in their 60s, it's not yet time for them to go. They know we are going to convince me that. Some in their 50s, some in their 40s, some in their 30s. And before I people ask why, because it was my thinking in my communion, right? I had the voice of Kenhagen when I said that God told him that. Among preachers, among the professionals, and they did the census then, they saw it. Among the professionals in the United States, people who were called preachers, you put them as professionals, pastors, everything, as one place called preachers. They were the ones dying very early in life. Engineers were living longer than them. Average rate of death. The doctors were living longer. These, some of these people were, were, were even in sin, amen, they were smoking. Some doctors see them smoking, 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 smoking. And, and they are sitting with something. And you see this preacher that does not smoke, does not drink. Amen. I mean, all those bad habits is not there. And at 45, he's dying. Hey, oh, cancer. The one smoking, 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 will not have cancer of the, of the, of the liver. The one who is not smoking. He's having cancer and dying. It's not right. It's not. And God told him then, which I believe the same thing God was telling me, that people are breaking ranks. Spiritual order. Many, many, he said, live and die without even entering into the first phase of their ministry. No, it's worth thinking about. No need to push it off. Many live and die without entering into the first phase of their ministry. Because they are not understanding, amen, the spiritual order that God has placed uh, in the body of Christ. They are breaking ranks. Paul told Titus, say, I love you in Crete, that you will put in order the things that are wanting. So you see that spiritually in the church, people seem to just go out of order. And Paul left uh, Crete and said, Titus, stay here and put these things in order. Glory to God. I can tell you, not talk about how people dress, amen. 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 Nothing to do with that. Amen. Amen. But it has to do with spirituals, gifts and callings. People being so impatient. Amen. Wanting to jump out. 
I was reading something about uh, Paul today in the Bible, the book of Galatia. You know, after God spoke to him, I'm going to talk about this much more later, amen, but not today. After Paul spoke to him, he said, he said that he confirmed not to flesh and blood. But he did something like, he now went to the Arabian. He now, and after following the time, after God spoke to him of what to do, he went, first he went to a cooler for about 13 years. Those times are not wasted time. You will have thought that the moment God spoke to him, the next day he will jump into it. No. There are still preparation time. Glory to God. By 1986, when I was going to, I got admission into the uh, into SBS actually, right? And I was lying down at home and I had a spectacular experience with God and God spoke to me about the prophetic anointing I did not know anything about that at that time do you know I was not even filled with the Holy Ghost because I, I was it was in ABU I got filled with the Holy Ghost I, and God spoke to me about I, I, I said what was that I remember that later on even in the, in the, in the church I was attending the town God I almost got the name I didn't talk. but later on even in the church I was attending then because for a long time we didn't start church, we were just doing fellowship. They were saying that there is no apostolic anointing, there is no prophetic anointing. I remember one day we were in church and somebody just, the anointing just hit him. And he just stood up and just said, not the anointing, the anointing. No, and you need to get that different. The anointing just hit him. And your job was still, I just started talking about there, no prophetic, nothing called apostolic, there are no apostolic anointing today, there are no prophetic anointing today. Another girl said nonsense. Another girl sitting beside the church. Another girl said nonsense. He talked, he said all that. And everybody thought it was me they are looking at. Another girl said, you know, you don't use pews. <laughs> he just said nonsense. You put his head all that. And everybody just thought, I just thought, I was looking at me. Now you say, well, no need to say I'm not the one that says because it's really nonsense you are talking. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. But you see, I remember when in Zaria, after church started, I church started a while. I remember, I want the account about about fifteen, going to fifteen to seventeen years after God spoke to me that I was entering into it. And I was, I was, I was, I was in church, and a time came. I all became very, very, very. Um, on ease in church. I'll stand up and preach. After I finish preaching, I'll feel as though I've committed one sin. I'll leave the stage. I'll be feeling so bad. Not, it's not clicking. So, after I did that, I preached a second time in church, right? We were in Ibadan Street at this time, about 14 Ibadan Street. Preached the second time in church. I just backed off. So every Sunday, I said that Dominic, Tommy, every anybody around, everybody could preach. I just allowed them to preach. And I just separated myself. I started praying. I said, actually, I said, what is, what is the matter? Anytime I teach, right, I feel so bad. I feel I've done, I've done something wrong. And guess what? I will preach. Things will happen, though. Not that, things, not things, things will happen. I mean, in those times, I, I, was, I saw some miracles. That lady that said that they got hit of heart. Um, um, cancer. Then it was one of those meetings. 
in the Badwa Street. Things were happening, but I was just not satisfied. It's like Kenega will say, washing your feet with your socks on. I don't ever tried doing it. Just for the for just knowing what the Canadian mean. When you get home, put one of your socks on and try and wash your feet and just see the feelings. It, it's not the feeling that something is wrong. You know, you normally wash your feet, you normally take bath, take your bath without your clothes on. It's normal. But that day something is wrong. Something is wrong. And why am I feeling like this? Is that feeling that something is wrong? It's not this is not how it's supposed to be. Amen. And you need to realize that perception, inward perceptions are one of the ways that God leads us. They are not voices. They are not what? Voices. They are what? Perception. An inward intuition. An inward doing. And that will play a very big role in our thoughts on gift accordings. Because if you are waiting for one light to be to shine from heaven, right? And the angel of the Lord will just descend like that lady in mattress and just come like that. And yes, I just come like that. Pastor Joe, you should be pastoring. You wait to but it ain't gonna happen. No, it's not. So I went to God. I was just I was praying. I was, Fasting and praying. I just took time fasting and praying. I like people to be ministering in church. I'm still the pastor of the church, amen. And I told him clearly then. I said it clearly and I meant it. And then, Lord, if you don't want me to pastor, just tell me now, not pastor. It has ended. I will be an usher. Tell me who is to pastor. Because I don't understand anytime I stand to preach or to teach. I have this feeling that something is wrong. I waited. You pray in talks, you fast. And I say, hey, loud, I'm going to say it again. So if you just want it to be happen, the moment I ask God, you should answer me. You ain't God, amen. No, you're not. Me, some weeks pass. I want there, I want guess what I did. Guess what I was doing, right? I was watching wrestling. I was watching wrestling. And Brett Hitman, and I always like Brett Hitman in wrestling, you know. So I was watching wrestling, and I said, ah, this guy just so, I just, this guy just so, he's just so natural. He just, he does this thing so naturally. Excellent of execution. And he just, he just, he just hit me like a light bulb. Pow! It's true. I mean, I shouldn't struggle. If the grace had been given to me, it should be what? Natural. At the moment I felt that those words came into my heart. I told you about the prophetic anointing. The time has come. It's not just you teaching right now. You have to give time, give priority to the prophetic anointing upon you. I said, wow, okay. How am I going to do that? We're today studying again, of course, one of the resources we have there is Kenneth Hagen. Amen. And I'm glad to say that it's still available. Amen. So let's study it. Amen. He said he talked about how he entered the prophetic anointing. 
tell a story about the prophet. We don't break ranks. So let me tell you something. And I continue. If I have insist on teaching, and I do not give way to that, by now I will have been dead. I'm telling you the truth. I will make result. Yes, I will make result. People will be healed. People will be healed. People will come to church. People will come to church. But I'll step out. You don't mess around with holy things. You don't do what you want to do. I'm still going to come back to this story. But I've, I read even when you read some of, about some of those um, God's general, right? I've read it. I've checked it out. There's one name we tell, amen. Because now this way international, and sometimes they can. Towards like get angry. Why are you calling our leader's name like that? So, but there is this uh, man of God. He was a prophet. I mean, he was a, a renowned prophet that shook, right? Not just America, but the world. Amen. Start some great, great things. I mean, there's even some trait of apostolic um, anointing upon him because he starts some things that nobody has ever done before and succeeded. But you know what? Eh? He started saying that no, 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 that he want to teach. Because at that time, we're entering into um, that early 70s into the 80s, okay, 60s to 70s, and the teaching ministry was becoming very, very known and renowned. Teachers were rising up and were teaching. And were gathering crowds. He said, no, no, he wants to teach. He loves to teach. If Joe is doing it, I can do it. If a bear is doing it, I can do it. So he started wanting to teach. I started uh, pushing the way. You know, and if you start doing that, that anointing will begin to win. Yeah. 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 And in there, of course, you know, teachers say, God will give them revelation. The way you see it is different. Then they bring out some things that are very strange. It won't become very, very unscriptural. Very unscriptural. He died a very miserable and a frustrating death. Broken hearted. Why? He left his place. He's breaking rank. Or he broke rank. Say amen. amen. I know you are quiet. Though. I want you to hear. Don't break rank. Don't break rank. So, and now, and now, and I said, okay, and now prepare this day. And you prayed, prayed. Lord said, don't prepare any message, just go. Pray and go. You will speak from a spot of the moment. Then, it was not a very comfortable place for me, because one of the first times I was going to do that. So, God had mercy upon me, but you know, Isaiah 53 was my... <laughs> I just hit it. Like, remember, I just hit the jack with three. As if I come up there and nothing happened, I just pull up as I three. Glory to God. And I stood up stage. After a while, I stood up stage. I got to, I got to, I'm going to be standing stage for a while. After a while, I stood up stage and they had finished worshiping. Stella was leading worship that day. And, and I came up stage. 
And I said, let's see what I was. Because I came upstairs, I didn't know what to say. I just say, let's see it again. Let's sing this same song again. We say it again. Let's see one more time. One more time. And one scripture just floated into my, into my, my spirit, into my mind. I did not even know where it was. So I quickly, uh, Tokubo Shindoro, Pastor Tokubo Shindoro was my concordance then. I just say, Pastor Tokubo, come. Where is this scripture? Find it out quickly. And my eyes were closed as we, we sang it. So I, I finished singing the song at that time. Tokubo had written the scripture. And put it probably on, on the, on the text. It was a time of fun. So you all put it there. And went back and continued worshiping God. Open my mouth, open my eyes, saw the scripture. And I say, Praise the Lord. Let's sit down. Let's open our Bible to this place. And that was it. And the prophetic. I mean, I just like, I was just launched into it. Of course, I kept building, kept, and I'm still building it today. Right? And that joy. Amen. That, that, that satisfaction, that fulfillment came back. I didn't like that feeling that I was feeling. I was, and it just came and I was happy. Glory to God. It was another time to go out, to go higher. Okay, see, let me say this right now. Like I told you, it took me about 17 plus years. After the Lord told me. God spoke to Paul. He went to the Arabian. He was doing something 13 years plus. Amen. So I think the Lord is speaking to you now. Amen. It's not for you to enter tomorrow. There are time. More you talk about timing in the last program. There are timing for everything. And the time comes, you have opportunity of going higher. Listen, listen, and this is where some people miss it. If they think for example, the number the A got me to do A. If I have not done A and I've not fulfilled A, the door to B will never come. No fasting and praying. Will make you jump that step. None. None. You see, they were apostles of the Lamb, but there were time, amen, that God called them first. He told them that he called them that you were apostles of the Lamb. But there were times they were there just doing what? Seven. 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 They have to, must, duly fulfill that. Then, at the appropriate time, that portal will open for them to go higher to the next thing. But how do you know that? When Matthias was chosen, check out what they, what they wrote. Judas had died and hung himself. In scripture has said that his place, let another man take. They need to be 12 apostles of the Lamb. I figure it will correspond with the 12 tribe of Israel. That's my own my thinking. And that's why he chose 12. And that place needs to be filled. So, when um, Judas died, it was Vatan. In Acts 1, they say, we should pick somebody to take the place, his apostleship, his place, somebody to take the place. They say, who are we going to pick? He said, there's somebody that was, was there from the beginning, from the baptism of John. And followed the ministry. Because apostles of the Lamb must be eyewitnesses. To the ministry of Jesus Christ. Eyewitnesses to the ministry of Jesus Christ. For that three and a half years, the guy was there when he died on the cross, 
that very agency, that guy was there and everything. He was there when the Holy Ghost came. Order, yes, sir. I had yes, yes ago. One American preacher said, Why? Is it a church that you're doing? You want to do? Now I said, You pick Matthias, but all the while it wasn't Matthias God chose. God chose Paul. I said, No, Paul did not qualify. Paul does not qualify to be called an apostle of the Lamb. It's an apostle, but not an apostle of the Lamb. Read the book of Revelation. There's a, a special place for the apostle of the Lamb that Paul himself will not, will not stay there. But Matthias will be there. Because he must, those people, God chose them. There are 12 people who were eyewitnesses to the ministry of Jesus Christ on earth. 12. So even if you think that uh, five are lying, then, then 12. They followed him. Everything. They were there. Matthias was there. When Judas came and betrayed him with a kiss, he was there. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So, ranks are not broken. There's order. Amen. There's order. Glory to God. God does not want us, want to ignorant or spirituals. It's imperative you know about the spiritual equipment available to you. Know how to cooperate and yield to them. Be conscious of them in and on you. Manifestation of the Spirit of God can simply be defined as speaking or acting by the Spirit of God. God give you the utterance. You speak, see, and act. God give you what? The utterance. So, we are still in First Corinthians. Thank you. So, we can simply define manifestations or spiritual as what? God giving you utterance. You speak, you see, you act. He gives the, give the utterance. I'm still on the first point. It's by grace. I've entered on that point, but it's okay. We don't break ranks. We have put that in. The first point is by grace. Second, you don't break ranks. He gives you the utterance. Listen to me. Listen to me. No need to step out without the utterance. You will make a mess of things. Glory to God. Don't step out without utterance. You will make a mess of things. Ministry are not things, amen, you, you, you mess around with. Gifts and callings are not things you mess around with. Listen to me. It's not a means of making money. It's not a means of making money. If it's your plan is to make money, don't enter ministry. Put that in front, you are sunk. Now, I'm not saying that if you are in ministry, money will not come into your hands. But if that is your gold, if that is your gold, go on, 
Honestly, buying and selling, you make money. No buying and selling. Partner with an anointed. Partner with a bear. Partner with eyes. You will see how your business will catapult. You will see crazy money coming to your hand. Look, making money is easy. Crazy money will come into your hand. You wonder, ah! Because of the anointing of the anointed speaking for you by the city gates. Speaking for you by the city gate. Speaking for you in the marketplaces. Favor coming your way. You can't downplay on favor. So, when they come to me, put money first. You put money first. You will not be able to do what you are supposed to do. Later on, we will talk about this. You know, can I say God say that uh, you should be careful of three things? When you have to do it, ministry. They be careful of three things. Money, pride, and the opposite sex. And to do you good, to be careful of those three things. If you put money, are you all looking at money, 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 Not the, the fake one. There's a fake one. There's a fake one. A fake one and a fake one. I'm serious. You will think because you talk to some people nowadays, it's like the only thing in front of them when they come to ministry is money. It's just money. They are not concerned about people's life. They are not concerned about people who help people out of a pit. Everybody will put it. Amen. They are just so particular how much cush is entering my pocket. Amen. Amen. It's by grace. It's by an anointing. Glory to God. It is what? A calling. I, 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 tell, I say, listen, uh, I can't convince you to enter ministry. Right? Because no one convinced me to enter ministry. God, if you know in your heart that is what God to do and you are persuaded, then you are willing to go all the way. And there are times you have to go literally all the way. Stepping out, not knowing what is there under your feet. And Peter stepping upon the water. Glory to God. You know, there was one question they asked me in Kaduna. You know, the, the leaders in Kaduna. And um, there's a way I answer it. After all, Pastor Tupac came and met me to ask me. And I want, to put it, I want to put it out. I say, and then look. First, they asked me, then how do you, they say some people, some leaders, they seem not to be um, enthused, excited. They seem not to be motivated. Consigning the work. So the question how do you motivate them? So I said, well, I don't really know the how. What I do, I, I've never looked at it um, conscious as, okay, how am I going to motivate people? What, I, what I've always, of course, you know to pray for people, right? You know to teach them God's word. So I said, let me, let me use myself as my, an example. What motivates me? 
Who motivate me? I'm not seeing, nobody really motivated. Nobody ever sat me down and said, it would be good for you to enter ministry and give me the, the advantage and the disadvantages of entering ministry. None. Nobody did. As a matter of fact, when I want to enter ministry, everybody was telling me, are you crazy? The secretary of my department literally wept. I mean, literally. He said, eh? I heard that you were hating me. I said, they're crying. Later on, the son became a very strong member of uh, ATC. So anytime I see him, I call him uh, to post P. I say, P, I always ask him, how is your mom? Because I saw the concern for me. He was there weeping. I was just shaking his head. Oh, as my calf threw my life away. Oh, look at this nice young boy, you know, doing well engineering. Meaning what? So, if that was a motivation, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was more of a motivation not to do ministry, but to go and practice engineering. Amen. So, I, I said, look, if your eyes are focused on what God wants you to do, the motivation will come. I think that that's the only thing I could say. Focus on what God wants you to do. I focus on what God wants me to do. So, I am motivated. Amen. What does I pray? Yes, I study the Bible. I listen to messages and everything. But what motivates me? I don't know. It's the Holy Ghost. I mean, I'm traveling. I'm traveling to go and preach. I've, traveled, I've been traveling to go and preach for years. And I'm still excited. I can't sleep very well. And I'm waking up and I say, what is the time? I'm waking up, what is the time? What? Because I'm going to preach what I've done time and time and time and time and time again. And throughout this morning, I've been thinking about gifts and callings. And my mind is just on it. Almost everything I see. Amen. I was watching a secular movie. He said, it's your calling. He got my attention. Your calling. What did he say? I rewind. It's just, it's, it was just in me. So I now gave her, gave them a, an illustration. I said, there was somebody that I once wanted to send to Zaria Church. So, and he came, and I really believe it was God that put a person's name in my heart. Right? So he came to my mind. When I told the person, right, he said, um, um, let him think about it. You'll get back to me. The moment I turned back from the person in my mind, I said, he's not going. Then, about a week later, the person came and said, okay, he has thought about it. He thinks he's going to be able to. I said, I'm not going. He said, but, 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 but why? I said, the way I said that, the day he said, um, let me think about it. I, I know you're not the one. You are not enthused about it. You are not excited about it. You are not going. Amen. So, after I finished saying, Pastor D came and met me and said, No, but Rev, I want to ask you a question. I said, Go ahead. He said, I never wanted to pastor. I said, But you are not pastoring. I said that even me, right? He said, When you plan, when I was making my plans in life, Pastoring was not part of it. I wanted to be a professor. I've told you guys the story before. I wanted to be a professor. I wanted to go beyond what my dad did. Because he taunted me and I made my plan. But when he pleased the Lord that has called me from my mother's womb to separate me 
unto what he has called me to do, I confide not to flesh and blood. It was time to let go of my ambitions. Amen. And follow the call. It was time to let go of my ambition. Listen to me. If I push, I would have been a professor. Yes. I would have been a professor. I would have made money. I would have made money. But I would have never entered the first phase of the ministry God had for me. And I'm sure know that I have not lived long. Amen. Are you still with me? The Holy Ghost gave you utterance. You speak. You see. You act in accordance to the utterances. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's open this finally for today. Let's open our Bible, the book of Romans 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without what? Repentance. <laughs> uh, this one truth that is so staggering to me about the gift and calling of God. God, God doesn't change his mind. Amen. They are without repentance. It will never turn back. You can, you can say no and keep running. Amen. It's still on you. That's why it's, it's never too late. Amen. It's never too late to yield to the call of God on your life. Never too late. Again, can I again give a story of a man whom in those days, in the, in the time of this holiness movement that hit the body of Christ then, you know. And, you know, in the time of the holiness movement, everything, everything was holiness. Everything. If you are holy, people will, be, you, you, people will get him. If you are holy, you go to heaven. If you are holy, you have a good home. If you are holy, if you don't have a good home, you are not holy. Everything is just holiness. They were working on the knowledge they have. So, in that, in, in, in that, in, during that time of the holiness movement, they said that if you sin, right, and the two that from the book of uh, Hebrews, if you sin willfully, there is no longer repentance for you. That you have to just wait. And then fearfully for the judgment of God to come upon you. And that was not correct. So this guy was called and he was anointed, you know, and he made a mistake. He fell into sin. Kenega did not talk about the sin he fell into. Right? So he fell into a sin. And he now said, Well, I have fallen into a sin. There's no longer any repentance for me. I, I, I knew what I was doing. You know, so, um, since I'm going to just die and go to hell, yeah, that was what it meant. Let me just live my life. So he left the call, left the ministry, and was living his unbeliever life. He said that he wanted to be as bad as he can be. So that when he entered there, he knew he deserved it. <laughs> Ignorance is not good. But you see, you see, the more he was doing the, 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 the sin, right, and practice the sin, he was hearing the call of God. Please, please, of man. He was hearing, he was hearing, the, God was, God was still putting demand upon him. So, after a while, years have passed. He now called the ministry. You want to imagine, maybe it's Samara ministry. You want to imagine Samara ministry. He now called the ministry. I don't say, ah, please, Reverend, tell your God to stop disturbing me. 
I know I've sinned willfully. Let me just play it. Is it the, the man said, oh, sorry, bro, come back. We discovered that. I'm telling the true story. I don't put my own humor in it. Then we that is not what that is not what that scripture meant. We did not interpret that scripture well. I said, well, what are you saying? Say there is repentance for you. If you want to repent, and God will forgive you as though nothing happened. Say, eh. Say, brother, just come back. Yes, wasted because of um, ignorance. He now came back. Right, and the anointing of God was so strong upon him. I mean, his ministry after that one went to do so much, you know. And can I get put this word? Say the gift and calling of God are without repentance. Even when he went out, amen. The call was still there, the call was still there. It's never too late, it's never too late to respond to the call of God. No, sir, no, but it's not too late, and it does not matter what you have done wrong. It doesn't matter the mistake you have made in ministry. It doesn't matter the mistake you have made in your spiritual walk with God. It doesn't matter the sin you have committed. The blood of Jesus Christ watches away from all your sins. And if you will just come back, amen, with a pure heart, amen, and you commit yourself to that call, to those gifts that he has given you, you will flourish. Don't let any man, any woman, any boy, any girl, Right? No matter how close the person may be to you or how far the person may be to you, talk you out of the call of God for your life. It's a call. It's a call. And, and, and uh, uh, trapping you and chaining you away from your call is the greatest harm anyone can do to you. The greatest harm. Because your full expression is in your gifts and in your calling. That is who God has actually prepared you, packaged you to be. I mean, I'm not, I'm not overstretching it, but I believe that in everything, your complexion, your height, your, 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 your beauty, everything, I believe God designed it particularly for what he wants you to do. So, I don't complain about things. God, you call me, and I, I, I don't, I don't speak very well. It's not a complaint. You think he didn't know when they called Moses, and Moses was a stammerer? Why did you fashion Moses being a, a, a Moses being a stammerer and go and look at a very eloquent person to call? No, that was part of God's design, and grace was released upon him. Glory to God. So don't mess around with holy things. Amen. I talk about that. Amen. I will pick up from that. Right. I also say something briefly. Right. We pick up on that on Tuesday. Don't mess around with holy things. And this. Right. Many live and die without entering into the first phase of their ministry. And don't be that. Right. A lot of times breaking ranks is the reason. And ignorant. Like we just saw about this guy. So we'll dive into that and see. So that people can be adequately informed to make decisions. Osama is by grace. Amen. And that grace is in your spiritual DNA the day you got born again. 
he said at the from his mother's home. Let's read that place. I think we can still read it quickly. Amen. Um, one where well, Galatians 51, verse 15. Galatians 1, verse 15. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by what? His grace. Calling is by grace. And that's the to buttress that truth. Calling is by what? Grace. He said, He called me. Where? From my mother's womb. So, right from when you were, even physically, people call it in the womb, the power of God separated you, called you. It's right in your, in your DNA, both spiritual strength and physical DNA. He didn't say when I was born again, he said, from my mother's womb. So, even if your parents are conk Muslim, amen, he can call you. And you will trust that a time will come, light will come, glory to God, and you will get born again, and you will obey the call. But it's by grace. It's by grace. God did not choose, let me say this, I mean, you will drive some religious demons out, but it's okay, to drive them out of their homes. God did not choose Mary. Because she was a virgin. People are quiet. Amen. To start with, there were many virgins. Amen. In the time of Mary. She wasn't the holiest of them all. It was purely, purely, all in capital letter, an election of what? Grace. All an election of grace. So let's wake some some demons up and kill them. Amen. Glory to God. Are you blessed this evening? <laughs> Glory to God. We'll continue. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening. Messages are freely available. Visit www.savannaministries.org for more information.